Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and your face masks, and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm Drama Geek. I'm Sial Kita. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. You can find the link in your show notes. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. We'd love to have you join us. We totally would. The more the merrier, because we have some great conversations. And I may have gone off on a tangent the other day to talk about why dramas are actually probably literally addicting to do with like dopamine hits and stuff. <laughs> so. uh, when you get nerdy. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody else does because they didn't respond. But <laughs> but anyway, also a quick notice that there will be occasionally be throwbacks, throwback episodes scattered throughout these summer months. We've discovered that our schedules are very stuffed this year. And in order to save our sanity, we will occasionally not be able to get a new episode out. Of course, we'll be returning to our regular schedule in the fall. So thanks for continuing with us, even if you have to hear us talk about something else more than once. Today is not that day, though. Today we are talking about fresh stuff. I'm excited. Yay. Yay. So we're going to talk about what we are currently watching. The three of us, between the three of us, I think we're watching what, 10 different dramas? I think so, yeah. Is that low for us or is that pretty mid-range? I'm trying to decide. I have two at once. Yeah, I think for the last couple of years, that's actually pretty, pretty high. Because I think the last couple of years, I feel like I've watched maybe four at a time on a regular basis. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a lot of times where I've felt like overwhelmed. Um, and I do feel a little bit overwhelmed right now. So, yeah, I, I used to be able to maintain like nine, but then I started picking up more side, you know, freelance work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where did all my time go? And then I look at my paycheck. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's where all my time went. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so as we're, we're going to do this in a round robin style. So we're going to give a plot summary of the drama that we're introducing. We'll say why we started watching and we'll say why other people, see <clears throat> Alkita, should watch it too. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I've kind of given up on trying to get her to watch stuff and I'm just letting her choose whatever she wants and then like cheering her on. <laughs> <laughs> but I have two that I'm watching right now, guys. I have two. This is true. This is good for you. It's just, you know, peer pressure is a tradition. And so we have to, to keep it going. I think it's so that I don't keep getting my hopes up. <laughs> well, uh, my problem is we starts- just had a discussion about the fact that you and Carrie have like the sweet spot of things that you watch that I, I don't necessarily fit with. So, I mean, like there's some things that you guys are like, oh my gosh, it's so good. And I'm like, oh, uh, no. No, oh, but see, I censor my, because again, I've never tried to get you to watch my liberation notes ever. Because I don't, I just, that's not something that I, I, I really try to funnel to you the things that I think that you like. And right. then lately you've just been, you know, not I've been very ambivalent, but yeah, no, I, I feel like I, I will probably continue to pause some things to you and see if oh, you always, like. always you um, should. Yeah. But you, I, and it's not your fault. Like you've been deeply entrenched in, in the the school year and all of that. And it's you taking you some time, a vacation or two to be able to get back into the groove of watching things. So that's kind of why I've just let you have your space. Um, I do apologize if you start hearing some weird puppy noises, it's because my lab is sleeping next to me and she's dreaming. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, I don't wake her up, but also she's just going doing noises so yeah they're mowing across the street so bruce has decided to sing his song (laughs) i am far away from my dog so you won't hear her i'm sorry i should have brought her in yeah she uh she does pretty good outside the door but this morning she just plopped down and fell asleep so i'm like yeah she's sleeping but now she's all at least she's not growling she has nightmares a lot but now she doesn't sound like a nightmare it just sounds like a regular one anyway (laughs) So I've just let Layla have some space and she actually picked up two dramas with some, I think we've, we've all been talking about them. And so she picked them up and, and I feel like that 
might be her thing right now. And, but I'm not, it's not like, I'm not going to try to push some of the things that I'm watching and get her to watch. (laughs) (laughs) You're pushing them on me. You may as well be an equal opportunity pusher. I'm just saying. Well, I have one more that are, that we'll talk about today that I haven't started, but it's on my list. Okay. Okay. All right. So with round Robin, uh, it looks like I'm first in the list of round Robins. Um, so, and I had to look up cause you said plot summary and I'm like, oh crap, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know. I mean, I could give my random plot summary, but I will read off. So the first one is link eat, love, kill. And I went into this only knowing about the, the link part. And then when I saw the top, the, the full title, I was like, oh, kill. Hmm. What's that about? And then started watching the drama. I was like, oh, <laughs> that if Layla would listen to me, um, I think that she would really like, but so it's a fantasy mystery drama about a man and a woman who share the same emotional state. Ung Hoon is a chef who sets up a restaurant in the town where his twin sister went missing 20 years ago. He finds himself randomly experiencing emotions one day, spontaneously crying and laughing. And it turns out they are the emotions of a woman named No Da Hoon. So this is Yo Jin Gu and Moon Ge Young, um, and they are super delightful together. Like this is probably his best grown-up pairing that he's had since he started taking on the adult male lead. They just match each other in energy and uh, age, like feel the feeling of their age and stuff. It, it's just perfect. They, they match really, really well. I've always liked her. She, um, she was the beauty inside. No, 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 not beauty inside beauty. What was that one? That was true beauty. True beauty. Yeah. So she did beauty. And then before that she did one that not everybody watched that I just binged and loved was the, um, come find me in your memory. Oh yeah. She did super well. He was a, a slightly older male lead, but she, they had really good chemistry in that. And she's one that I feel like, cause even in, um, the drama that you just named, whatever that was uh, <laughs> true beauty, <laughs> I keep thinking beauty inside, because that's also another, that, that is a, that is a, t- a title of a drama. It was just a completely different cast, but anyway, so true beauty, she had chemistry with both the male lead and the second lead. And actually that's part of the reason that I stopped liking the drama because I loved her with the, the second male lead. Anyway, she does really well. They are linked together and he feels her emotions and it, it gives way to some comedic things, but I love those two, but the stars of the show really are her mom and her grandma. They are hilarious. The hijinks they get in because, and it says a murder mystery. It is, there is somewhat of a murder. <laughs> there's, okay. a murder. <laughs> there's a murder that happens toward the beginning and they are again, somewhat involved in it. <laughs> It's just like, it, it's hard to explain without giving away some of the plot. So I will try not to give away too much of the plot, but there are refrigerators. There are slightly dead bodies. There are lots of people with, <laughs> there are baseball bats. Oh, no, no, no. It's not usually, no, it's not a baseball bat. That's a more common one. No, there's, um, what does the mom carry around all the time? There's shovels and pipes and, and, just different tools they pick up. Oh, hammer. That's what she carries around. <laughs> they around this town. They're trying to protect, you know, they're trying to protect their daughter. They will do anything, anything for their daughter. And it, it it's a beautiful blend of dark comedy and some great chemistry, great characters. The turn I just, I've watched through the episodes that have aired, which is eight episodes. And the, the turn that just happened with some of the characters I loved because it brought on some more like cismance and stuff. And I just, it's probably my favorite one that I'm watching right now. So now we have to know. See, Alkita, will you watch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. K Muse could not join us today because she would have to pause every few seconds uh, because she's not feeling that, that well. So she is not joining us, but she is watching it with me and she's 100% in and totally agrees with me. So I think that you two would both really love, again, it's a darker comedy, but not like super dark. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And Yo Jun Gu, 
other than his really big coats that they keep putting him in, which <laughs> I don't think he looks too bad, but everybody in the discord thread is like, why are his coats so big all the time? <laughs> they do kind of like, they almost make them like they're trying to make him look bigger than he is, but he doesn't need it. So, but it obviously was filmed while it was cold outside because they are all in some pretty comfy coats all the time, but um, he's doing a fantastic job and I just love him. He's cried as much as the female lead because every time she cries, he cries. And <laughs> usually that doesn't happen. The male lead doesn't tend to cry as, as much. Oh, but they share emotions, they share emotion. He feels everything she feels. So like when something horrible is happening to her, he keeps coming to her rescue Aww. or when one of my favorite, and this isn't a spoiler, but like she keeps having nightmares and now they, cause he opened a restaurant across from her mom's every time she wakes up in the middle of the night with a nightmare, he does as well. And then there's a cute sequence where he keeps making her meat cause he's a chef and he keeps making her meals in the middle of the night because he wakes up with the nightmare too. And he knows she's distraught. So he comforts her and that's kind of how they become close. He keeps like making her meals and everything. So, and there, I will say uh, that at the first, because he used to have this connection with his twin sister for a little bit, he thinks that she might be his sister, but they, they prove that she's not very quickly within the show. They, they do what you should always do when you think somebody might be your sister, get a DNA test. <laughs> 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 the audience and everybody else in the show knows they are not related. hundred percent not related. So good. Yeah. Cause those fake incest lines are not, not my favorites. Only there's only one story where I like, uh, we will. Yeah. My father is strange works for me, but anyway, like trying to take it. I'm like, you haven't watched the smile, smile in your eyes. That oh, one no. I had to like, wait for the Korean version to finish because the Japanese version, they really were related. <laughs> and once the version finished, then I was like, okay, now I can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of my favorite dramas. Recap that one. Ever. I loved the, yeah, I loved that drama anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey. how could you not? So good. Anyway. All right. Now on to, Hey, speaking of, uh, so in cook, let's talk about one of the dramas I'm watching, which is cafe Minimbang. I'm butchering the title. Um, but that's okay. And I find it funny that the story is titled with the cafe, but the cafe really is just a plot device. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically we have um, Soen Guk. He's back. This th- Number one. Now, I've been in a slump. And what it's really what's taken to pique my interest is a couple of big name actors who don't disappoint me. Mm-hmm. Um, because my patience with some of the other stuff that I've watched, I'm like, no. No, everybody loves it. Everybody's getting into it. And I'm sitting there checking the news on my phone while I'm watching. And if I do that, I just turn it off because I I don't know what's happening. And if I can't keep my interest, I just stop. So I have not been watching the news on my phone while I watch this drama. Um, What happens is that we have Nam Han June, which is so in good. And he is a shaman. And he's, he's kind of a con artist. Okay. He is a con artist. He's a hundred percent a con artist. (laughs) Totally. Um, But he has a history where once upon a time he was a policeman. Um, so what he does is he uses his powers from when he was a good guy (laughs) to help him commit fraud. Um, and he lives in this cafe. He lives above the cafe with his brother and sister. And the sister is like Minsa smart. And they do the, the trope where she's really, really smart, but she spends all her time on the computer. So she stinks to high heaven. And his brother is like the muscle. Mm-hmm. I'm already in on this because we have this quirky little family and I love it. So what he does is he is scamming people because he likes to make money. Money makes the world go round and he likes nice watches and he likes suits that fit perfectly. 
Italian suits, Italian handmade. Suits that he he didn't he dieted to make sure that he could wear for a full year. Mm-hmm. And um, but he gets into these cases of what's happening with these people, and he solves them. So yes, he's scamming people, but he also has like a direct line to the police station where he feeds them information. What happens is that they get a new detective at the police station and she is quirky. She's got the, um, the long jacket and we look at her and it's Oyeon So, who we all remember from Korean Odyssey, the Korean Odyssey. Okay. So she was in that and her character in this, somebody, the stylist was totally inspired by her in the other drama so she basically looks like the same character Mm. not sure if i agree with that but her character is different she is kick butt take names later um and she is somebody who is she's really sincere and she wants to catch this guy so we have this cast of characters that are quirky and they're good and bad because I love that gray. I love that little little gray line that they go to sometimes. Um, but I have been absolutely infatuated with this because so and Gook is acting like a complete fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am here for it because it's a, it's serious. There's a lot of serious that happens, but then like you have this comp this comedic relief. And I'm like, oh, I love this. All right. So I've seen, other than the Saguk that he was in, I've seen everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. But this feels like a mix between his King Louis character and then the uh, other drama that was completely serious where he was a con man. I can't remember the title of that one, but he had a team and they were... Um, that's what they did. He was a con man. And that one, again, it was pretty serious. So it does seem like a mix between that. I do really like the glimpses of his more serious side. Cause I mean, his backstory and like how he got into it and why he's not, cause he was a profiler. He wasn't just a regular cop, not that mm-hmm. regular cops, but he was a profiler. So he's using his profiling skills along with, and I didn't know that the woman helping him was his sister. Cause to be honest, I haven't finished the second episode. Um, but not because I was just, <clears throat> I was she even has a mole right where his is. Oh, that's funny. So mm-hmm. I have, I was finishing and I'm not, we're not talking about it today because everybody's probably seen it, but me, um, but me saying has been on my list since it aired eight years ago. And I just wasn't in a place to watch it at the time. So it, I binged it, took me a little bit, but I finished it. I'm very proud of myself. so I I haven't I was trying to watch a lot of the different dramas that are just starting so I could talk today about them but I also was determined to finish it because my plate was getting fuller and I wanted to move some things off but so that's why I haven't finished cafe um but I love his character I love seeing some of the more serious sides of him her character she's not my favorite actress, but I'm really liking her in this. I, whoever they got to be the person that does her, uh, fighting and everything. I really like, uh, the style and everything that they're doing with that. I, she's going to have probably a lot of backstory of like, uh, what she's like the ghost. What do they call her? The ghost detective or ghost (laughs) something. (laughs) She just usually goes in and, and, um, takes names and things later about, what's supposed to happen or whatever. I don't know. She just, she's kind of like a wrecking ball is kind of what the, the image that they've given so far of her. Um, I would say the cops and all of that, like there's definitely, a, a the comedic, cause the whole drama is fairly comedic. There's not a lot of serious parts of it except mm-hmm. for like some of the backstory, I think, and maybe what happened back then or whatever. And she was a part of it. Cause again, I haven't finished, but I've watched, I've seen enough of the comments in discord that I know that they do have some type of link in the past. I mean, she's mm-hmm. after she, she wants him. She's after him. So I know that much, but my biggest thing of why I'm a little bit hesitant and we'll see how it evens out. But, um, uh, I love his, his care, his acting quack, 
uh, what is his name? He's he's the he's one of the people in the group. He's the the muscle, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's very over the top, and I'm not quite sure if he's pulling it off. Like I've seen, like so King Louis's character had a sidekick as well that was a completely different actor, and he definitely pulled off the like over the top crazy that they'd get in together. And there there's that element here in this one. I'm just not sure if he's pulling that off or not, but it's not a big enough detractor that I would not watch it. And I do want to see how, how everything goes. So for me, I think my overall opinion is it's a little bit on the over the top comedic. And sometimes that can make me turn the other way, but not enough. Cause I mean, the cast is good enough that I think I want to, to hear it out for the next couple of episodes. I know K Muse who is also not here, but <laughs> representation is 100% all in loving it. It's hard to, for her to not like sewing cook stuff, but doom proved that that can happen. <laughs> she would watch him lick windows. <laughs> we did. We did watch him lick windows in doom. That's pretty much what that trauma was, but, um, she's completely in hundred percent loves it, but yeah, that those are my, my overall thoughts of, I, I love watching him be as ridiculous as he possibly can. So I do love watching his character and everything that his character does in his suits. And I'm actually going to talk about the drama that we've been hinting at very strongly. So back in, hang on, I got to check the year. Back in 2018, my mister debuted and people were like, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. And I watched the first two episodes and I was like, all of these people are horrible. Why would I subject myself to this? Mm. And then, you know, as time went on, people continued the drama and they're like, you have to watch this. You have to watch this. I was like, no, I already decided no, leave me alone. (laughs) We were very called out for that drama that year because it was, everybody said it was the best drama of the year. and None of us watched it. Nobody on the podcast or on the blog watched it. (laughs) And that lasted for like a couple of years because we were getting called out on the blog and then we did didn't we get called out on it when we did a podcast joint podcast or something? I don't remember. I don't remember, (laughs) but like one of our peers called us out on it. Mm -hmm. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. So we may have had a guest on who called us out anyway, but the thing is, is my mister is written by the same person who wrote my liberation notes, Parquet Young. And Obviously, we've written our love letter to my liberation <laughs> notes. Two full hours. <laughs> so so I, I have some drama watching buddies and they said, hey, we're watching this. Come join us. And I said, yeah, all right, I can do this. And it's taken me four episodes and a lot of support to get through those four episodes, but I'm finally in. So anyway, so in case you, you've been living under a rock, I'll, I'll read the plot summary. So Park Dong-hoon is a middle-aged engineer who's married to attorney Kong Yoon-hee. However, his life is not happy as he ha- not that happy because he has two unemployed brothers, Song-hoon and Gi-hoon, who rely on him. Yeah, they're living with their mom. They're, they're in their 40s and living with their mom and not making much forward progress. And so I, I can see why he feels like they're dragging him down. Moreover, his wife is secretly having an affair with CEO Do Jun-yong, his current bo- boss, and his college junior. So it means they were in, went to the same college and this guy was a couple of years behind him. So yeah, his wife, this is one of the reasons I was like, I don't know. His wife made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, Dong Hoon receives an unexpected bribe and he notices that his coworker, E. Jian, witnessed him receiving it. He was not supposed to get it. It was actually directed to somebody who has a name very similar to his. But Jian is a young part-time worker at Dong Hoon's company, and she's drowning in debt and left all alone to take care of her ill grandmother. So Dong Hoon then gets entangled in his brother's struggle to get back on their feet, and in the company's internal rivalry between the company's CEO and the people opposing him, all the while unaware that the CEO wants to get rid of him and that Jian is working for him, and that his wife is having an affair with the CEO. So his life is miserable, and he doesn't even know the half of it. And I think that's one of the things that I really struggled with is just Dong Hoon himself is a really good guy. He tries to do the right thing. He tries to help people even when he got that bribe because it was not small. It was gift vouchers and like uh, 50 million won, so about $50,000. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, it was not small and he wasn't sure what to do with it because it was technically addressed to him because somebody misspelled it. But it was supposed to go to a different C-level employee with his almost his same name. And so he's, you know, he's struggling to know what to do because that would help pay off debts, that would help his brothers, that kind of thing. And he ends up, the issue gets taken out of his hands by Gion because she knows what to do with it because she uses the gift vouchers to pay off her debt. And this is all first episode stuff. I'm not spoiling anything. And so, and the Gion has to deal with her ill grandmother. Like she breaks her out of the nursing home. I do remember this from the first time around because like she seriously wheels her grandmother in her bed out of the nursing home in the dead of night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there's this shot of her wheeling her grandmother and there's the full moon over ahead as they're going down the street. And that's still funny. It is. Yeah. And so, you know, Gian has a lot going on. She's got a loan shark that's after her that is not afraid to beat her up. And it's like, dude, the, the hand that feeds you. But anyway, so there's a heck ton of stuff going on and most of it's miserable. And it was so hard to get through those four episodes because Jian and Dong Hoon are both sad in kind of the same ways. Life is just overwhelming for them, but she's actively working to make his life worse because she wants to get money from the CEO. And so it's kind of like nobody's in Dong Hoon's corner. And then at the very end of episode four, you realize maybe things, or at least I realized maybe things are actually going to start looking up and it started getting interesting. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I can stick with it. I mean, I've got my, my drama watching buddies with me, so I know who I can go yell to and be like, why is this happening? So (laughs) why are you making me watch this? Because shifting blame is one of my favorite things to do. And so I, I have my support group and I'm finally invested and I might actually stick it out four years later. Well, and the one thing we learn with my liberation notes is the siblings, you know, they seemed very annoying at the beginning, which I mean, I wouldn't say that they were necessarily, it wasn't this like, oh, they're actually not annoying. It just one of those things of one, we started seeing some of the reasons that they were saying that what they were saying, but then you also just started seeing other aspects of their personality. And then you were like, oh, okay, they might complain a lot, but then this is going on with them and this is going on with them. And then their characters started changing. And so if that's what happens with my mister of like, cause the siblings were definitely the part where I was like, no, I'm out. I can't, mm-hmm. anyway, you know, they were both the two brothers or whatever. I was like, no, I'm yeah. out. I can't watch that. So <clears throat> I am right now we're in the middle of summer and we're having all of the, a lot of drama starting. Um, and so my plate is a little full. I also, um, is it old blues blues? Yeah. My blues, whatever that one with, uh, Wu been in recently. Oh, right. Yes. Our blues. I think it's our blues. <laughs> yes. Our blues through the, all of the words for blues. Anyway, that one was one that kind of for similar reasons, but also just because I had a lot of other stuff, uh, cause I was, we were watching, uh, my liberation notes and, um, I was doing me saying, and I needed, I couldn't add another one that was like the deep character, uh, study be a little bit more serious and possibly a little bit depressing. And so I needed to kind of put that one to the side, but that's one that I plan on going back and watching. So af- I think after I finished that one, I will then start, uh, then I'll watch my mister by that time. You'll have been able to finish and you'll probably be bugging me to be like, no, no, you have to watch it right now. Cause I have a feeling that's the way that it'll be, but almost uh, likely. Yeah. So, um, all it, no, not all of them. Yeah. Most of mine that I've got on my list are all like super romances. Um, so the next one on my list is, uh, a season two of a show that if you haven't watched season one, then you need to go back and watch season one to be able to watch season two. Although, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to, but I I do think that it's best if you watch season one and then season two and each season is 14 episodes. So they're not like super short, um, but they're also, uh, I think it's, it's easy to just watch the 14 and then 14, although there are only eight episodes out right now. Anyway, Yumi sells. I do this all the time when I'm editing the podcast. I do that every once in a while now, but I'm always like, get, say the, the drama first 
drama geek and then start going on and on about it because people are probably like, what is she talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Yumi sells. We have started season two and the first season had uh, a different male lead. So this is definitely different than a lot of dramas, K-dramas that you've watched or even Chinese dramas and stuff. But I mean, they bring in uh, Jin Young of Got7 as mm-hmm. the the second boyfriend that she has. And this is off of a um, webtoon. So in the webtoon, there are three men that, that are featured and she ends up with a third person as like the end game. People are hypothesizing, maybe that's not how it's going to go. But I, as a warning, I do think that's how that they're going to go. So like, I also feel like they are doing a great job of giving you that understanding of like, you're kind of following her through her life. And though you might like every, each boyfriend for their own reasons, it's not one where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that she's not with the other guy. And now she's with this guy. Like they do it in a way where you understand why at the time he was so swoony in the first season to be her boyfriend. And then now they're not together. And now the second boyfriend, which he is again, Jin Young from got seven super Sweeney. And at the moment he's like the perfect boyfriend. We keep waiting on like, what's going to happen. What, what thing is going to be the like, Oh, he's not a great person or whatever, but I don't know that that'll happen. I just think they'll have reasons, but he's, he's, he's very perfect right now. And I think that between season one and season two, he might've done a little bit of a buffing up because (laughs) the guy in season one is the, um, the actor that was in my name. And he was in, he was the, in Ito one class, the, the, the spoiled guy, the bad guy, Mm -hmm. I guess would have been the bad guy. And then he was in Yumi cells. And then the um, Doberman one. Yeah. Yeah. He just did the, the Doberman one just finished up. So he does make an appearance in season two. Um, I feel like they did, or they've done a really good job for his character in season two, but you Bobby is the, the Jin Young's character and they are um, super cute. Although I would say if you have a problem with the cartoons, I didn't like them at first and it took me a little bit and now I love them. I will say there are some moments where this, cause this season they're really leaning into showing a lot of the, the cartoons. There are some moments, mostly during like the more romantic scenes. I wish they, they would <laughs> off of the cartoons a little bit. It's like, no, just let it play out. We don't need to know everything that's going on. But it's also been some pretty funny moments. There was a, um, the tongue cell. Cause you see the cells within her body. And that's one of the, like the first season, even though it's fun and light, it also can get deep because it really shows like the inter inner workings of your psyche of like how things work of why you might make a decision, especially like the boyfriend, um, Wung in mm-hmm. the first season, like you really did see how he kind of sabotaged his own like relationship and life because they show who the main cell is that dominates you and not everybody's is the same. And the cell that he let dominate him definitely was one of, was the reason why he didn't have a successful relationship. So it, it was a very, it's a very good, like being able to like, kind of watch things play out of like why you might want to make a different decision, but because of what you let take control of your decisions, you don't make the one that could have led to a better outcome. So it's, it has some deeper aspects, but it's also just really fun. So that's my pitch. Are you going to watch it? See Alquita? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, I tried the first one. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I feel like such a huge disappointment because I know (laughs) that you really, 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 really want me to like this. And I tried and I was like, no, no. It's okay, Jen, who is who is vacationing and having a lovely time, I'm sure, and we're happy about that. But she would be my backup here saying, because I think Yumi Sells was one of her favorites of last year. She absolutely, and for the same reasons, like the fun, but also the deeper, like getting into the why you make decisions and everything. And so I don't know that she started season two, but I know she'll watch it with me and she'll love it. So I'm fine if nobody else watches it with me. Cause I think she was the only one that watched season one with me. So I'm fine with that. 
totally fine with that. But again, <laughs> if you're looking, if you are on the prowl and looking for something that has um, a more realistic depiction of relationships and, you know, there's not just one true pairing gasp for people <laughs> there. And it, you know, it shows a nice, uh, realistic relationships of why they might break up. Even if both people are amazing people. Imagine that. That's that's shocking. Like yeah. what story does that? <laughs> yes. So, and I don't know why I can't get into it. I just like, I've never pushed play on any of them and I, I could not articulate why I think you had a problem with her bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that might be it, but that might be just a shallow reason masking something else. I don't know. <laughs> no, I will say they have not revealed who they cast as the third boyfriend. And because of the two very strong actors and stuff that they did for the first two, it's going to be interesting. And I don't know anything about the last guy's personality or anything, but I know people that have read the webtoons absolutely loved the guy she ends up with. So it'll be interesting to see who they cast. There have been a lot of like dream, like, oh, I want this person to be cast, this person to be cast, but they have not revealed who that person is yet. I have a feeling as we get closer to the end of this season that they'll finally reveal who it is that is the supposed last person. And there mm -hmm. are people out there who, who are hoping that she'll get back together with the other guy or that you, Bobby, is her final guy or whatever, but we'll see. All right. So I guess it's time to move on to my next wonderful drama that I'm watching, Alchemy of Souls. Um, so apparently my jam this summer has to do with paranormal. <laughs> like, like I'm totally caught, like we had a little bit of a paranormal element with our ghost detective in Cafe Menem Dang. Mm -hmm. um, but Alchemy of Souls is straight up paranormal. Mm. And like high fantasy. <laughs> it's fantasy. So fantasy paranormal to me, yeah. I, loop, I lump that together. So in Alchemy of Souls, we start out in the past and well, we stay in the past, but we start further in the past. And what happens is that there are people who have um basically their souls die and they have there's there's a spell put on them where like their soul dies unless they take in like human force like souls and stuff so people are going around soul swapping and unfortunately one of the people who has been afflicted and is on the verge of dying is the king. So this is exactly how it starts out. I'm not giving any big spoilers. So he tells the, um, the shaman, um, they have another name for it, but basically he's like the, the main guy, the shaman. And he's like, give me yours. Let me switch to your body. And when this happens, the king decides that he is going to just do whatever he wants because now he has this body that works for him. And a child is born and things are kind of murky and mystical. And there are four main families, all of which have children born around the same time. And they're like, you know, this little quartet of amazingly beautiful people with powers. And one is... Jang Wook, and he is from the Jang family that are super noble. And his dad, who says he's not his dad, but is claimed to be his dad, is the shaman. Um, so he's not been allowed to actually practice spells. So he has been suppressed. Everybody else is getting to learn all the cool stuff. And he is like this figurehead of nothing which is really frustrating for him because he's this noble, he's noble and he comes from this amazing family and he is supposed to be in line to take over from his dad, the shaman, but he can't do anything. So he keeps trying to go and find a master who will help him to unlock his potential. Meanwhile, 
we have a um a shadow assassin okay so she's the shadow assassin and she escapes because they're chasing after her and i don't really know why i don't remember um but she escapes her body and soul switches with this peasant girl that's blind well so now they're like haha we're gonna kill her body we're gonna we're gonna destroy her body so she can't go back so now she's stuck in this body that doesn't work for her but she is now a servant of jang wook and he figures out really fast that she's not who she is pretending to be so he wants her to become his master so we're four episodes in and it's all about like true potential and we have this this quartet of friends that they are the new generation and they're kind of banded together and the whole reason why I wanted to watch this was it's a Hong sister um, drama and we love the Hong sisters now we know that there is a 99.99999 chance that the very last episode of this is going to be pure suck Mm-hmm. but but there could be a chance that they don't do something weird but up until we get to that moment where they go off on some weird rabbit trail it's gonna be freaking fabulous <laughs> and Jung So Min is playing Muduk which is the body that um So Yul um jumped into and y'all I have watched her in every single thing she has done and I love her I love her facial expressions. She scowls a lot and gives like a lot of GTH looks. Um, If you don't know what a GTH look is, it's go to hell. And (laughs) she just has this, she's, she is very much not servant material and having to be submissive and servile is just not working well for her. So she's like glaring at everyone. I was going to say, we are doing a full first impression podcast on this drama. So I think that uh, Layla laid it out there. Of what <laughs> <laughs> and we can, if you're interested in, you're still not sure if you want to check it out, then um, we will have a full podcast for that. And then, um, you know, I, it's, I did not realize when I started that they were like, oh yeah, we're going to, we're going to do season two and we're going to have another 20 episodes. So I don't know, but I'm hearing rumors. It's either 20 or it might be 10. Okay. So a 30 episode drama, I'm still like, I don't know, Hong sisters. I, I don't know, but I do feel from a perspective of seeing some of their earlier dramas and then seeing some of the middle of like where they had a little bit of a slump where I felt like they either weren't very interesting or they just didn't make sense at the end or whatever. I think that they, they took some time off. They really poured into this like fantasy world. It feels like they borrowed or were inspired. I wouldn't say borrowed cause that's not, but we're inspired by a lot of the Chinese dramas mm-hmm. in the more, the higher fantasy, the hairstyling it's all over the place, but I'm, I'm in love with it. So you've got longer hair, you've got manes of glory, and then you've got shorter hair and the one that for the main lead, it just, it works for him. It might be like, some people might be like, what is going on with his hair? But it just, it, it highlights his cheekbones or something. <laughs> it does. It looks cool. And then I am a sucker for a female assassin. Um, and so the, her being an assassin and, and they do show a glimpse of a backstory of like, she just didn't one day go, I'm going to be an assassin. (laughs) Um, (laughs) she has her, um, childhood reasons of why she would have become like that. Um, but it is just a whole bunch of fun with a lot of pretty and, uh, it feels different than a, a lot of the stuff that we've seen as far as like historical, which it's not, it's not historical. It's high fantasy, not based in any kind of history whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be watching it. Dramatic, I, right? I would, it would not be on CL Kita's list if it was historical. Cause I get hysterical <laughs> over historicals. It's a hundred percent there. You know, there's really not a lot of, there's not 
the twisting bearded guys, the old guy has short hair as well. And he, <laughs> he, he does not have any hair <laughs> and he's actually really comical, um, in this, but, um, yeah, I think it's one where it's going to be a lot of fun until it might not be fun anymore, but we'll just have to see. And, um, you know, I, it's on, it's one I'm going to watch until I, you know, maybe I'll just drop it and be like, nope, not watch anymore, but I don't think so. I think I'll watch all of it, but I could come back and we'll, we'll like recap and be like, oh my gosh, I hated it. <laughs> sisters, you just never know. But most of the time though, see, here's the thing. What was the last one that you guys were talking about? Um, Korean Odyssey. Yeah. The Korean Odyssey. Mm -hmm. I may be like, nah, I didn't really like it, but the characters have stuck with me and they're definitely something that I completely enjoy. So it's, it was never a loss. It was never annoying that I watched the drama or any of that. It was just, I, I wasn't, I got bored toward the end. And then the ending was like, say what, <laughs> So <laughs> you know, we'll see. So the next one I'm going to talk about, I'm pretty sure I am the only one watching because it's barely on anyone's radar. It's called becoming witch. Okay. Okay. And so it stars, one of the reasons I actually started watching it is because Yuri is the one of the main women and she's the oldest sister from My Father is Strange. And she was so much fun to watch in My Father is Strange. And I was like, I have not watched anything else with her in it. So I'm going to give this a shot. And so I am. Um, and so this, here's the plot synopsis. So it's three friends from different backgrounds, each encounter enemies they'd like to kill. So we've got Gong Mari, who is Yuri. Uh, she's a housewife with a satisfying life with her husband and daughter. Her husband's an anchor and her daughter's off studying somewhere. And when she discovers her spouse's affair, she is, seeks an alternative method of ending her marriage. And I haven't even gotten that far. They, we just know that she's not happy in her marriage in the first episode because this is a one a week. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then we have Jay, who's Hee-Soo, who's, he who's played by Eamon Young. And I swear I recognize her and I can never remember from where. But she was in Love Featuring Marriage and Divorce. So a lot of people will recognize her from that. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. But um, so she is a daughter-in-law to a table family, but her married life isn't going well. Not only must she tend to her mother-in-law who ails physically and suffers from Alzheimer's, but she also must endure her cold, her husband's cold indifference towards her as she struggles to become pregnant. And she actually comes off as quite the sweetheart because she is, she's taking care of her mother-in-law, but there is no resentment there. She's just doing it. She doesn't flash her money. She doesn't flash the fact that she's connected to a rich family. And she's just, she's kind. You can get, get the sense that she's just super kind. Anyway, one, one day, Hisu's mother-in-law makes her a terrifying yet tempting offer. And I can imagine it has something to do with her husband because her husband is just incommunicado. He's been out of the country for a long time and he calls her sometimes or he'll text her every once in a while. Like they are not connected and it's frustrating to her. And you know, how can you get pregnant if your husband's in a different country? A little hard. <laughs> And then we have Yong Jin Ah, who is played by Yoon So Yi. And she, her husband was a bad person, but upon his death, she was able to collect a significant sum from his life insurance policy. So with that money, she's able to enjoy a lifestyle she was unaccustomed to in the past. But she keeps a very watchful eye over this windfall because she fears that someone will take, take it from her. And what they mean by a watchful eye is she's got it under her mattress, literally. <laughs> She lives in this little tiny apartment and between her mattresses, there's a full lining of um, 50,000 won bills. Mm. I mean, stacks and stacks of them. And that's what she sleeps on every night because that's where she keeps her money. And then she goes shopping during the day. She buys cute outfits. She flirts with baristas. I mean, she's, she's loving her life, but clearly there's a lot of insecurity as well. And so these three ladies are friends. And they get together and chat and they've known each other for a very long time. And by the end of the episode, you see them clubbing and uh, Chihisu gets a phone call that takes her out of the room, takes her out of the club. And they're like, we were going to party till dawn. And she's like, I'm out. Bye. But anyway, and then Gong Marie, the, the anchor woman or anchor man's wife, she gets up on a ramp and she starts dancing like she's the head of the club. And these women are supposed to be in their 40s, but she, she's dancing like she's not 40. So 
it's kind of interesting. It's definitely a comedy. It's and I'm watching it with a friend of mine in Korea. So like if there's anything that I'm like, I don't get this, she's like, so let me tell you. Uh. <laughs> so that's been fun. And it's just it's light and it's corny and I don't know. It's a very casual watch for me. I was just interested to see where it goes. I will probably not check that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> only because I already, even though I've only, I'm only talking about three dramas today, but then the two that Seal Kita is talking about, I'm also watching. And then I feel like there's either several dramas that are coming up that it started in the next couple of weeks that I'm adding. Cause I feel overwhelmed, but now I'm looking at this going, maybe I'm not as overwhelmed as I think I am. I don't know, but I am watching. Well, I'm also watching not like American television too, that, um, I have several things that have either just started or they're the, they just aired and I haven't started them or like, uh, last night we finished Dr. Strange, the newest one. And I was going to watch that and then start the Ms. Marvel one. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just don't know that I have it on my plate to do so, but I'll yeah. tell you what, if it turns out to be hilarious, then I'll make you watch it. But we got time. We got like 12 weeks because this is one a week and yeah. Well, I was looking at, it, I was like, is this a weekend drama? Because the way you were talking about it kind of sounded that way. And then, uh, looking at it lasts all the way till September. I was like, goodness, is this, and then I'm like, oh, it's only 12 episodes. Okay. Oh, it's once a week. That makes sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. This is a very casual commitment for me. I'm just in it. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm just kind of in it to see where it goes and the cover. I mean, you've got the, the poster on MDL with all the ladies in the forefront against this very sporty car, looking very ready to kick someone's butt. And then the guys in the background looking lost, except for the one who's trying to go after his wife. But anyway, all right. So the final one that I'm going to talk about today is it just started. So I watched two episodes, Extraordinary Attorney Woo. See there, I listed out the drama right away. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know that I'm going to go off of my drama list is, uh, lists uh, description of it just because I feel like it, I don't know. I'm just not going to use that one. So we have Attorney Wu, who is played by Park Umbin. And we love her and it, in a lot of other hands, this character would be probably be one that I'd be like, mm, no, I don't think I'm going to watch, but she is playing, um, a lawyer who is on the autism spectrum and she, uh, st- the show starts out with her as a little kid, her dad, uh, had law books in, in his, his home. And she is able to read them, memorize all of that. And that's how she ends up. Uh, I think he used to be a lawyer. And then, so it just kind of was one of those things of like, she developed a love for uh, law and that's how she ended up becoming a lawyer. And the show starts with her getting her first job and all of the, the aspects that would come with somebody on the autism spectrum working at a high profile, uh, law office. Um, I think the part one, um, the, the people that are in this drama that are around her, um, are amazing. Kong Teho Teho is the male lead. He -hmm. was that. I don't even know if you'd call him a second lead in, in run on because he had his own romance. So it was just the other guy. But he brings a sweet groundedness to his character that I just love. And he, you know, he's, uh, he works within the law firm. So he, uh, it kind of gets teamed up with her a lot and everything. Um, and their en- interactions are amazing. And then her boss is Kang Kyung, which we love. He has mm-hmm. a lot of like character driven roles and everything. He was one of the, he was the best friend to secretary Kim boss guy. Um, he was in moment of 18. He was the teacher. That was one of my favorite roles of his was the teacher. And I think this one is going to be very similar to that role where he gets to be, um, doesn't have to do a lot of comedy. Um, and he's not a jerk. He's just, he definitely is taken back when he, she, she starts working there, but very quickly you can see he's going to be, um, an amazing boss. 
Um, but the other boss, which I don't know if a lot of people like follow, probably wouldn't recognize her name, but back to one, she is in a lot of, of dramas. Um, and I think the last she was in snowdrop, she was in high class. She was in racket boys. What was she in racket boys? something at the very end. I don't know. She, oh, sell your haunted house. She was, oh, she was just a museum director. And I don't, I don't know. Again, she's, oh yeah. She was a university professor. And do you like Brahms? I knew she yes. was in role with, uh, with Unbin before. And so, yeah, so she's, again, she's one of those who shows up in a lot of dramas, but she's the one that helps get her, get, uh, the main character. Um, her name is Wu Young Wu. And it's, it's a very, big part of her character, how she introduces herself and everything. But so Wu Young Wu, she helps her get a role and she seems like she's going to be another one of those supportive, nice bosses. But then the show does also have people who aren't necessarily mean, but also aren't super nice and, and kind of get annoyed with, um, Unbin's character. And so it gives it a realistic it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things. Like if you watch good doctor or, um, what was the one with, uh, uh, one of our favorite actors, the, Oh, oh, say Jung. It's, it's yeah. okay not to be okay. Yeah, it's okay to not be okay. Um, you know, the, cur, cur, any television, any country at television, they've, there's been a lot more representation. Um, Unbin obviously is not She's, she's acting and representing a character. She's doing a really good job in my opinion, but of course I, you know, there, there are, we've discussed it in the discord group. We've also, there's been some discussion on Reddit and everything. Again, it's one of those where is her character a complete perfect portrayal? You can't say that it is or is not in some ways because there, that's why it's called a spectrum. She is being very um, respectful the show is being respectful and I am excited to see where they take where the show takes it, what things that they might, um, explore her relationship with her father is super touching. And one of my favorite parts of the show, her love for whales and the, um, cinematography and the directing of the way that they portray that is beautiful. And, um, the characters that surround her, she's got a best friend that, is very supportive and they have like a super cool, like handshake. I just, I loved the first two episodes. It's in a law office and you know, other than K drama Jen, none of us really <laughs> law dramas, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be, um, it feels more to me like, which is another example of recently moved to heaven, um, mm-hmm. where that they also had a, um, a character like this where you're going to take the case of the week and it's going to be something that they explore and it is touching and has its own like story of its in itself. Cause even the first two episodes, each one of them had a case that she took and each one of them had something where you were like, Oh, I really like the characters in the case, like whoever she's representing or the, or the firm. Cause it's not just her, the firm represents and she might help help out. But, um, the both, especially episode two, episodes two case, I was like, okay, I really like this writer. This writer hasn't done a ton of stuff. The other thing that they did um, was a movie and it also had um, a character who's on the spectrum and that. So, um, but I feel like they have a a caring, touching uh, perspective of what they're going to, to show. So I think that again, it's a lawyer drama, but I think it's going to be more about people. So it's on my list. <laughs> I, I, I was really intrigued by the, um, the whole premise. Yeah. And I loved good doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And so I am hoping to start this this weekend. Yeah. Well, and I think, again, it's one of those things that every, everybody has their own experiences and they might watch it and be like, no, this, this is not something it offends. You know, this is not something, a representation that I like, I don't enjoy it and that's okay. And then there's, you know, other people that might watch it and be like, this is wonderful. Again, it's, it's a touching drama 
at least in my perspective of the way that they're, they're going about it. So I think that you'll really enjoy it. I think that you're going to love the characters. I think the main lead guy is right up your alley. He's, Mm -hmm. he's, he isn't, it's not like they've set this guy up to be perfect, but his interactions with her just make me giddy. He's yeah, he's one of those, like there was a moment in episode two where I think he saw her a little bit differently and his, he was supposed to be acting. Um, they were undercover and he was not acting and it was perfect. It it was, you've seen episode two, right? Carrie. Yes. It was so sweet. I loved it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like I'm behind because I still haven't finished this one. It's called from now on showtime. And I know we've talked about it, but, um, and I know over on the Discord, they're like, hurry up and finish. And I've got these four episodes left. And yeah, okay. It just finished two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I'm okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's one of those because I had so much on my plate. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start just kind of lining up these dramas to binge when I have finished a certain amount. And so I've gotten to that point and I've been binging Showtime because we had watched the first couple episodes and I like it. I like the little the little ghost crew. I like the reluctant shaman. I like our very upright police officer. And so like, it's the right mix of characters for me. It's very much for me. And it was driving me nuts because the pacing was off because like everything was aiming to finish at episode 12. And I'm like, wait, isn't this a 16 episode drama? It is. There's a twist at the end. That's why I'm having a hard time. Yeah. I I was not prepared for the twist and I don't want to go that deep anyway. (laughs) So for for those of those those of you who have not watched Showtime, it's Cha Cha Wung is a popular of somewhat sardonic stage and TV musician with it not musician magician a little bit different with a taste for the spectacular. His tricks dazzle audiences, but little do most people know that he has a gang of secret helpers because apparently he's paid these ghosts to help him out with his tricks. It's kind of a fascinating little um, way to get them involved. Uh, Cha Cha Wung is not afraid of being in the spirit realm and talking to these ghosts. In fact, he treats them as his employees. Like I said, he pays them and they call him boss. One day, his path crosses with that of Go Sol Hei, a young, passionate police officer. He attempts to brush her off when she's investigating an incident connected to one of his magic shows, but she soon realizes that the magician's unusual abilities could be the perfect crime fighting tool. She manages to convince him to join the police force in its efforts to catch fiendish criminals and to use his ghostly retinue to help foil evil masterminds. But in the course of their unorthodox partnership, could romance also make an appearance on the scene? Okay, that is a really overdone plot summary. It's a little cheesy. But it is, uh, Parquet Jin is playing Cha Cha Wung. And he's, she's in the trap is the last thing I've seen him in. I know he's been in other stuff, but that's what I watched him in because... That was one of my early dramas and he was cold. He was very much the Sundari character, but without a whole lot to redeem him. And since then, he's been in things like Conde Intern and Forest and um, other stuff that I haven't watched. But this was fascinating to me because he plays one of those cocky, confident characters. I always love the cocky, confident characters. And when he smiles, it's like, oh, there is a whole different side to you. So... It's fun to watch him relate to the ghost because he doesn't, I mean, there's the boss employee relationship, but he doesn't talk down to them much. And he just, they're a group, they're a found family almost more than just a crew, but a found family. And it's fun to watch them interact. And then Jin Ki-ju plays Go Sul-hei, who is the police officer. And I adored her in The Secret Life of My Secretary. I know that Siokita loves her in Come and Hug Me. And she's just, she's been in a lot of dramas where she's just so, so good. And she's doing a good job here. Like I was afraid she would get a little cheesy because her uprightness was kind of, it was supposed to be hitting against his sardonicness. And I wasn't sure if that was going to work. It did. And the romance has been more of a slow burn, which is also my favorite. And so they're working together to solve some mysteries. He doesn't come onto the police force. He's actually a volunteer police policeman because they're not in Seoul. They're out in the country. He just travel. I guess he travels into Seoul, something like that. I'm not totally, my Korean geography is not that solid, y'all. <laughs> but they're, they're definitely not in Seoul. And I'm not quite sure what TV studio he's going to, but he does go and he gets recorded. But he lives far out there. She's out there with attached to this tiny police substation. And they just kind of run into mystery after mystery. And as they work together, they start coming together. And so the romance is coming. 
maybe I should pay attention to the last four episodes because that's where it'll probably ramp up. Say, <laughs> aren't you close to the end? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they've actually kissed yet. Now that I think about it, interesting. I need to get in. I need to finish. But it's <laughs> been fun to watch so far. It's yeah. just the pacing has thrown me off so badly. I was just like, wait, shouldn't this have been done? So kind of my mind is kind of saying, hey, this is done. And I'm like, no, you've got four more episodes. So it's just easy to get distracted by shiny new dramas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so I'm sure that if I saved toward because there's always a lull after there's a certain time between the summer ones and then the winter, like the big ramp up to the end of the year that there's kind of a little should I just save this one? Mm-hmm. And what during that time? Yeah, I think so. It's super cute okay. so far. And the, the mystery has been good. That's been solid. I like how the ghosts are handled. He actually has kind of, he has a spirit guide that he butts heads with that because mm-hmm. his grandfather was a shaman. He's got that shamanistic heritage, but he yes, doesn't want to be a shaman. Two episodes. So I definitely met that guy. Yeah. He comes yeah. in his house and he kind of like takes over telling the, the, the ghosts what to do because he's supposed to be the senior in the <laughs> yeah and it kind of works and kind of doesn't it's just it's entertaining and one of the ghosts is actually like a techno whiz and so she comes up with this interpretation device so that Gosohe is not left out of the conversation gotcha so it's entertaining I like it okay all right well I think that we've all we've done all of our dramas so we're going to say goodbye Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about the episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.